Aaron Whitlow. Come Brandon on. Brandon Spivey. He is uh, not inebriated, but you would know for sure. <laughs> uh, we are the Mark Out Movie Podcast. And uh, on today's episode, K- KJ is going to be joining us. He's not with us yet. Um, but uh, on today's I can't ep- feel my legs, man. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this one. All right. Um, and then on today's episode, we are going to be uh, talking about Halloween 2. John Carpenter, produced by Deborah Hill, with executive production by uh, Aaron Yablon and um, and uh, Mustafa Akkad, and so a host of other people. Um, in this one, a uh, uh, little backstory: uh, Carpenter did not obviously he didn't want to do another Halloween movie, and uh, neither did really Deborah. So they kind of took more of the executive producer roles in this. Uh, he, he pretty much became the Spiel, Spielberg to uh, Rick Rosenthal. Uh, before Rick uh, got the gig to uh, direct this movie, um, another guy was going to do it. Um, uh, it was the guy that did Twin Peaks. What's his name? Blanking Lynch. David Lynch. David Lynch. David Lynch. He was going to. Uh, he was up for it as well, but at, uh, but uh, Rick Rosenthal, young rookie. Screen director essentially uh, got the role, but to his, to his dismay, there was a lot of chiefs in the uh, in this movie, uh, in the making of this movie. There's so chiefs many. In the kitchen, there's too many chiefs. Yeah, there, there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Is the That's same. Right. Yes, that is the same. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness, <laughs> um, yeah, too many chiefs in the kitchen. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about some of those chiefs, uh, but first. Let me give you uh, the synopsis from IMDb about uh, this movie. While Sheriff Brackett and Dr. Loomis hunt for Michael Myers, a traumatized Laurie is rushed to a hospital and the serial killer is not far behind her. We all know that serial killer is Michael Myers. Um, And uh, let me see. All right. And KJ is about to be at his house. But yeah, uh, but anyway, so Brandon him with uh, well, let me before you hit him with the numbers, starring returning Jamie Lee Curtis as Lloyd Stroke, Donald Pleasance returns as Sam Loomis, uh, Nick Castle did not return to be the shape in this, so instead Charles, uh, oh actually, uh, Dick Warlock got it, got the role of uh, the shape. And this Michael Myers. We should talk about that. Um, the difference. Yeah, we we will. And then uh, Charles Cyphers it returns as uh, Sheriff Brackett. Uh, and then you have several other people. Uh, Lance Guest as Jimmy. Um, uh, Leo Rossi as Bud. And there's a couple other folks that's in this movie, including a very 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 young Dana Carvey, who shows up as a uh, he works at a news station. Um, and so, you know, we'll talk about that as well. But uh, I'm going to real quick show. Oh, go to go with the numbers real quick. I'm sorry. Are you sure? I don't know. All right. It's got a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Metacritic gives it a 40%. 88% like it on Google. 
Rotten Tomatoes, it's a little bit of a difference. 32% on the Rotten Tomato meter and 63% audience score. Those are the numbers. Aaron. Those are the numbers. I was going to do an intro for this for a horror, horror section. It didn't load in time, so I'm not going to worry about it. But I will show you real quick a little bit of the trailer for Halloween 2, 1981. came out when I was one years old. So came out when I was minus two. He wasn't even a thought. He wasn't a tickle. That was a thought. I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. He's not human. Universal Pictures presents Halloween 2. More of the night he came home. Who is it? There was nothing within him, neither conscience nor reason, that wasn't even remotely human. Some kind of a joke? I've been trick-or-treated to death tonight. You don't know what death is. Janet. Alright. Um, uh, so that's the trailer for Halloween 2. Uh real quick, when I when I mentioned I feel like we're not even <laughs> Huh? Damn, like, I feel like I'm behind you. Am I ain't nothing I can do about it, Brandon. <laughs> okay. We're in it now, man. Uh <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but anyway, Lord help me. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah. Anyone got got comments? What's wrong with you now? Keep going. Keep right, going. So, did you have a cramp in your stomach? I how had something. You, I had something how, attack me. How's that even possible? Anyway, it was Michael. It was Matt. <laughs> it's Matt Musil. But anyway, uh, the thing I want to mention real quick is. Uh, uh, so when Richard, no, what's the name? Uh, Rick Rosenthal, rather, took over this, uh, they wanted, there's a couple of things that play right here. Now we live in an era post Friday the 13th. So yes. keep that in mind with when you, when you view Halloween 2. We live in a post Friday the 13th, whereas in the first film, it, uh, it was, it was like the precursor to a lot of the other slash is we consider it the granddaddy of the slashers even though that would rightfully probably be psycho or you can even you know, say I, like christmas here's, here's the funny thing though i don't look at halloween as a slasher movie nor do i look at psycho because the body count there is no body count but the body count but, but, but the body count it wasn't that wasn't that wasn't a thing until, until friday. friday 13th then they said well then, that's when they start trimming out well, not even Friday Thirteenth because I would say Black Christmas. Black Christmas, they 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 were the they were the precursors of saying let's there's a body count. And then not only there's a body count, I think there was the showing of where the the deaths were, like uh, the bodies, you know, at the yeah. end. I think there's that. I, I hadn't seen it so long, so I don't really remember that. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, what that was that. But then. Um, but anyway, with this movie, so you have that as a factor that Friday the 13th was, in fact, you know, uh, in this world. And so you got to keep that in mind, because in this movie in 81, 
They wanted more blood. They did. It took probably to his dismay, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's a curse with Friday 13th being around. <laughs> you know, because I feel like it kind of ruins uh, the original's aura, you know? Yeah. Michael, Lori, yeah. and Mr. Loomis. Yeah. <laughs> they got you worried about the, the difference. Yeah, well, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah. No, no, don't scoop, Brandon. Stay where you're at. Stay where you're at. My goodness. This is an interesting podcast for all the wrong reasons. This is like, this, That's what I said it was going to be. He, he, he spoiled it himself. Uh, but anyway, uh, I want to talk about uh, so many things. I'm waiting for KJ to come in because he uh, he also watched it. He's but one thing I will say for this movie. Like, I don't like it as much as original. I don't think anyone does. But well, one thing I will say, the first act before we get to the hospital, it to me, it still felt like we were living in Halloween, the first movie. Like, mm. I would say that for it. Like, I felt this movie was, for the very first act at least, was still directed by John Carpenter. When we get the point of view of Michael in, like, in the suburbs, yeah. post- I shot him six times. I shot actually, him six times. He actually says that I shot him six times, and that's the point of view of Michael. I was like, man, I, I feel like this is Divine Frank Whitlow is watching. My cousin. His cousin. He wanted me to say hello. He is he's watching. Thank you for supporting every week. He does support. And I said your name right. He he got on me at the family reunion. Uh so uh go ahead. Also, that's what you said. Brandon mentioned that this it's just <laughs> this is all true. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, because I can't feel my legs. Okay, Brandon, <laughs> maybe having a stroke. Um, but uh, I mean, a stroke. I'm just. It's I'm not just, a tumor. <laughs> it's definitely not a tumor. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, like, but, but before we get to the hospital, I still felt we were still in in the first movie. Still feel like Haddonfield. Yeah. Yeah, and that's an interesting point too. Did you feel like it was still being directed by John, though? I mean, yeah, because Rick did that on purpose. So Rick Rosenthal wanted to mirror John Carpenter's style uh, to the T. So that's why they brought back the Pentagon. Uh, Dean Cundy, I think, did return uh, to uh, do the uh, DP. He also went on to do Jurassic Park, which is one of my favorite movies. I mean, what can I say? The guy has the guy's good. Um, great yeah he is great he's excellent he is brandon anyway i know i'm just i'm green yes Can't you are. i agree you can do something <laughs> i anyway. am doing something i am agreeing but anyway so lead jr <laughs> what anyway uh so he uh so you have uh rick rosenthal he is oh my gosh uh people have stopped tuning but uh rick rosenthal um uh, I don't know anymore. Uh, all right, anyway. Uh, Rick Rosenthal. Brandon, you killing me over here, man. Uh, Rick Rosenthal uh, wanted to mirror John Carpenter's style. And so he came in uh, with that in mind to do so. And so um, you're gonna. it's going to feel like Carpenter. A lot of times it's going to feel like Carpenter. Um you know when you watch it yeah. uh, but the only issue is um carpenter did come back in and redo uh re reshoot some scenes because he wanted more gore whereas uh whereas rosenthal is a minimum minimalist uh, he didn't really want 
as much. He wanted to really literally mirror the first one. And like like the first one didn't have as much gore, little to no blood as in the first movie. I know. And uh and and John Carpenter came in and ramped up the blood because why at this point, I hate to say it, but he was trying to be Friday thirteenth. <laughs> And it's it's an interesting thing there, isn't it? Because Friday the Thirteenth ripped off Halloween, and you got Halloween too trying to rip off Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's sad. And then if you really look, if you want to go deeper into it, a deeper cut, if you think about it, the Brandon stop moving. I'm sorry. All right, my gosh. Uh, if you want to go into a deeper cut of it, uh, you have to uh, look at also the burning. Uh, yeah. compared with Friday 13 because Friday 13 too it came out same time shot same time uh actually Savannah didn't return for Friday 13 too to because he was doing the burning and uh you know very similar but it's not as remembered because Friday 13 was more popular it was already more popular so it it wasn't gonna yeah. it wasn't gonna do well but now it's developed a cold cold yeah, yeah. But much like Halloween Two has, uh, this is it was received it was received well, I would say, um, you know. Uh, but it, but also, so a lot of critics did talk badly about this movie. I think Roger Ebert and uh, Cisco did not, uh, Cisco and Ebert, yeah, they did not enjoy this film. They, I think they, they, they didn't. It didn't carry the um, same uh mode is the first, you know what i'm saying yeah. the mood rather didn't carry the same mood yeah i mean it's not i mean it's, it's it feels like a slasher film and i'm not trying to like like i'm not trying to hurt the film or anything mm-hmm. i'm not trying to just you know i'm not trying to do that i like the movie because at one point in time as a kid this was my favorite halloween movie so i loved it but now as an adult and i watch it i'm like I noticed that Jamie's not in the movie a whole lot. All right, I'm bringing him. Bringing him. Oh my gosh, KJ's KJ, here. What are you doing, dude? Can't, I can't hear. We can't hear you. Why are you moving? So, all right, I'll wait for you to get get settled first. All right, all right. I like the, we're on ESPN. <laughs> all right. So uh, anyway, um, I want to talk about that too. Um, Go ahead. Uh, so. Uh, Lori, yeah, clearly from the one from 78 to 81, guess what? Jamie Lee Curtis became a big star. Yeah. <laughs> she became, uh, oh, no, I'm not gonna say a huge star, but she was her star is rising. I think this is 81. This one pre, predates uh, Trading Places, I think. Do you know? I want to say I was 82, 83, but not. Yeah, but she was already, sure. she was already like she she cut her hair short for another film, um, and um, all right, let's see, but yeah, so let me get KJ in here. Bring me in, he says. All right, KJ, can you hear me now? we can hear you. Okay, cool. Sorry, my hair's a hot mess. That's all right, man. Uh, Brandon now cut off. It's fine. <laughs> uh, let me. Uh, there we go. That's better. So uh, we're talking Halloween too. Right now we're talking about uh, Brandon brought up a couple of interesting points. First of all, he says uh, before the hospital stuff, 
it felt more like Haddonfield. It felt more like a continuation of the first Halloween film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to first ask you about the uh, the first noticeable difference in this film, other than uh, Loomis is shooting him, Michael, and the, how many times he did, uh, is uh, is the score. So the score was more synthesized uh, and uh, ramped up a bit. You being uh, a composer of you know with uh, paintball and everything. What is your thoughts on the score in this film? I think uh, I, I actually love the score. I think I think this movie is probably my favorite score out of all the film besides the original. But I think um, what I love about it, they didn't have to do too much to it. All they really had to do was take what John did from the original all the songs, Lori's theme, the Halloween theme song, the Shake Stalks. And then what a lot of people don't know is that Alan just went in and put his um, his flavor, if you will, his, uh, his input on top of uh, John Carpenter's original recordings. So and what he added to where, you know, the beginning of the movie where Michael gets up and just that synthesizer gets that one uh, that one line or that one chord and then don't 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 and then coming to the actual thing song terrified me as a child when i first heard it because i was used to hearing the original but then when i watched Halloween too and i'm just like oh this is a little bit more intense and it also just sets the atmosphere of how the movie could go because if you want to have a good film you also want to have a great score behind it and also, you want to upgrade it. So that's what I loved about it. He added the synthesizers, the horns, and a lot of strings and stuff like that. I really like weightier, it. A lot of, a lot of weightier uh, tunes and notes and like heavier yeah. notes uh, just to kind of uh, go, go along with the heavier pacing of the score. Um, but yeah, Rick Rosenthal, uh, uh, that my favorite part of the movie honestly is the very beginning with the uh as brandon would probably agree yeah I would agree. yeah the uh very beginning with the um with just that steady the pentaglide steady cam pov uh of michael going into uh the woman's home you know she's making a, a sandwich and uh want to know do you want mustard how about mayo um but do you want mustard on your sandwich yeah uh, uh and I do want to ask you, Brandon, and you can answer this question. Let me let this dog in. Uh, but yeah, um, what was your thoughts on uh, Russellville being mentioned for sure? Like, like they definitely mentioned Russellville in Logan County several times in this film. So I want to talk, ask you about that. I'm gonna I let- actually, um, he stepped on my toe. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, don't step on my toe. <laughs> okay. I bet. Like I marked out for. I actually had a few things written down as I was watching the movie because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, Russville was mentioned. What's his name was over in Russellville. So I thought it was nice. You know, a little nice little nod to Russellville uh, and everybody that's from there, especially in this. Your hair's getting cut out there, AJ. All right. That's, that's better. But um, I also like the nod from Scottsville Road that was mentioned. Yeah, and, and the bypass. And the bypass, great. yes. Yeah, so I, I was like, that's cool that Carpenter was doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nice, you know, just say 
it's a nice little thank you for where he's, he's come from, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I enjoyed I it. it out on the Scottsville Road. Get the hell back at the town. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I love the mentioning of like Bowling Green areas and stuff. Um, but yeah, I also wanted to mention. Um, uh, remember in the first film, um, they were trying to set Lori up with uh, Ben Tramer. And, uh, <laughs> ben Tramer, a, a fake befell, befalls Bill. Ben, what was that? What happened to Ben Tramer? I got hit. Whose fault is that? Whose fault it is that? It was Loomis's fault. It's I mean, Loomis's fault. Well, a lot of stuff that happens in this movie is Loomis's fault. I mean, Loomis did it. I mean, he let him out. He let him out. Which he really didn't, but you know, it gets blamed for it throughout the sheriff, whole movie. Sheriff, uh, sheriff, uh, sheriff Brackett's like, you let him out. No, I would, I would. He's he's a, he's a, I try to restrain him with a straight jacket. You let him out. I, I would say on that part, I used to get so upset with Sheriff Brackett. Like, you let him out. I'm like, that part wasn't really his fault. He did warn the people, but they just didn't listen. You know what I mean? So I used mm-hmm. to get upset. I used to get so upset at that part. Like, you let him out. Now, I understand that your daughter just got sliced and diced and everything, but you know. You know? But <laughs> at the same time, going back to the first one, he could have put something in the media, like, hey, uh, strange killer, deranged killer on the street, you know. No. Yeah. But, but I love that. I love the fact that I don't know why there's just happened to be another kid running around here wearing a Michael Myers suit. Like, like, you know, like Michael just happened to come across a uh Michael just happened to come across. My gosh, your camera's doing a lot of stuff right now. <laughs> uh I can't hear you now. I don't know. What's no, I'm saying keep going, keep going. I oh. had to do something. My cat's doing something. Oh well, I don't know what's going on. Okay, so anyway, this is it makes so much sense for today's episode. <laughs> makes so much sense. Uh, but it's not just you, Brent. Hey, I can't help it. All right, I've I've had a bad day. Yes, yes. I can't Rem- feel my legs. Reminiscence didn't help. But anyway. Oh God, no, it didn't help. Not that I hate the movie or anything. It's just it's depressing to watch. It's a very depressing film. It didn't help you. But anyway, uh, but. Yeah, so Ben Tramer just happened to be dressed up like Michael, but his mask uh, had white hair that's sticking kind of like KJ's hair is sticking up. Yes. Uh, so it's no, kinda... my hair looks like more like Michael Myers from uh, age four. Oh, Lord. Uh, but anyway, uh, I do want to mention something about Dick freaking War- Warlock. So yes. Dick, uh, he uh, did something that uh, I would say Nick, he took a couple of uh notes mental notes from from nick castle uh nick's mechanical nature with the character with the shape the way he would rise up slowly the way that he'll walk and stalk the way that he'll just stand and the head tilt and all that he took those and just amplified that essence of michael's character if you look at the original uh michael whether it's tony uh tony moran or nick castle or you know host of other people tom wallace uh, if you look at the original Michael, um, he did still, uh, like uh, that hallway scene with Lori, he kind of runs out there, you know, at one point. And, and even when he she goes down the stairs, the way that he comes into the top of the steps is kind of a thrust, you know, he thrusts into the top of the step and just stand like that uh-huh. and he comes down the stairs. But in this, 
Michael is is uh, foreboding. He's very slow and meticulous, which I think your boy uh, Jason picked up on that later on in his films. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that Jason emulated. I think that then they copied each other. They copied each other. Yeah, with every single film, it's like only one that didn't copy. I'm gonna do this. Only one that didn't copy is, uh, I guess, Freddie. He's like, I'm just kidding. Well, Freddie didn't have to copy. <laughs> Freddie was OG. He's original. But, um, but oh, yeah. Even Chuck, Chuck didn't have to copy. But what was your thoughts on uh, Dick's portrayal of uh, Michael in this Ooh. film? I'm going to ask you, and then I'm going to come to you, KJ. I didn't like it as much, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're... you're, you're, you're promoting it you're you're getting into it you're jiving with it but me personally i didn't like it as much okay. not that i hated it I, I really realized how much i missed nick castle's yeah shape uh, i missed him so not that i hated it Aaron, calm down <laughs> hey, i thought he was good I, I thought he was good i just i missed the original shape and yeah. you know I, but for what they were doing, it worked because they were actually making a real legit flashback film. It's, you know, instead of Michael just stalking, slowly stalking those three babysitters. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, they, uh, I, I, I don't agree with the, uh, obviously, I thought Dick yeah, did, no, you, you, did a good job. But all right, I'll, I'll go real quick before I give my thoughts on it. KJ, your thoughts? I. We gotta invest you in a tripod, bro. Yes, I got the iPad, so I'm trying to find the best lighting. Hello. Um. Uh, I like Dick's um portrayal, but I think there was a couple things that you know he could have did more, kind of like um, Nick did. Nick, in a sense, was more, even though Michael was a is known as a supernatural being, he still had those humanly um qualities about them and i think nick i mean not nick dick nick and dick dick warlock um <laughs> like you said was more mechanical kind of was more kind of stiff and more slow acting but i feel like if he would incorporate more like the just the human um qualities that nick brought to halloween one i think it would have been a lot better but don't get me wrong Dick Warlock did play a creepy Mike, and you know, he he was he it was creepy, scary, but creepy, more creepy. So I want to uh, bridge from there into the mask. So, a uh, couple of things. First of all, this was the original mask from the first film. So when folks think that it's a brand new mask, it isn't. This is the same mask. This is the story. All right. So, Cole, uh, down. Oh, anyway, oh uh, my dog is trying to jump up on Brandon's lap. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, so Nick Castle, after the wrapping of Halloween '78, uh, mm -hmm. Nick kept the mask, um, and he had the mask for a long time, uh, for at least those years. Uh, but then um, Deborah uh, Deborah Hill called him and said, "Hey, man, you still have the mask." And he's like, yes, and uh, I still have the mask. Uh, and next thing you know, they gave it to Dick Warlock to wear. So it's the same mask from the first one. 
But after the shooting, Dick kept the mask for years, eventually sold it to a guy in Ohio who owns a uh, haunted house where he displays it every year at one of two of the haunted houses he owns. Mm-hmm. But the mask really is close. now in disarray. It doesn't look as good because the guy has not, he didn't take as good care of it as he should have. Dick Warlock. Don't you hate that? Dick Warlock, you shouldn't have never sold the mask, man. What's wrong with you? Y'all should have gave it back to, to uh, Nick, Nick Castle. Because, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, it just, it just ticks me off. But anyway. What would have been nice if they would have used that mask if they kept it up and put it in the new Halloween? That would have been really nice. Yeah. I mean, and, it's, and if you look at it, all the masks, vary a bit like so in the first one obviously it is yeah well the first one is a william shatner mask the second one is the same william shatner mask it's just that it's when dick dick is more rounded faced it he has a more round face and so the mask looks like he looks like a a dog maybe a, a demon almost in the mask like it doesn't look more it doesn't look as human as Nick Castle did in the no, mask. No, he didn't. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that's what they were going for. You know that because he, he's supposed to be this. He's the shape now. He's not human. Yeah. That, that's what they were pointing at the whole movie. Like we even went to the school. And it's like what was it? Sam? I can't remember. But we're gonna talk about that scene. And I can see now where Curse of Michael Myers came from. Uh, it's, they say Sam Hain, but it's actually pronounced Sawin. For everybody to know, it's pronounced Sawin. I did not know that. Yeah. So it, it does make sense where Curse of Michael Myers got its idea to go with the cult. Yeah. Why did Michael break into the school? There's no point of him breaking into the school at all. Well, John had some beer and he just didn't know where to go with the story. Or but maybe. It and he took time to write a word. Like, that doesn't make sense. Or, or, that makes as much sense as uh, Jason Voorhees. Uh, it makes as much sense as Jason Voorhees raping. The chicken. He did not. In Friday 13, part three. That's not three what days. he was doing. Jason's not I'm rapist. pretty sure that's what they insinuating. They're insinuating. Yeah, we, we will get to it. They were insinuating, man. Well, you, well, you know, they, 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 they did kind of they did kind of insinuate that that's what happened. They were insinuating it. Yeah, they, they did kind of insinuate that's what happened in part three, but that's for another time. But yeah. But anyway, oh, look, look, he just, I just stepped on this man's bones over here. I can feel my legs now. <laughs> but anyway, um, but quick, so, so I think, so the masks are different. So in four, and then also that guy, what, who, Wil, who's that? Wilbur? Oh, I don't know the Michaels. Uh, um, it was Halloween four was the first half of recording. The movie was Tom Morgan. Tom Morgan, who did the uh, Imposter Jason in part five, and then got they cut Tom and then rest for the rest of the shoot was George P. Wilbur. Okay, there you go. So when they asked George, uh, and we'll talk about it, but when they asked, when like uh, uh, George didn't watch Halloween or Halloween 2 at all. So that's why that Michael and that one is totally different from all the other ones. They wanted a more beefier Michael, because why? They wanted somebody to be like Jason. Why? Because Jason was swollen at this point in his life. Jason, Jason was was the guy. Jason Jason became the king. Over. Jason became king. We can't deny that. He died and became king. But yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but it took him to die to become king. Uh, but anyway, if you ask Tom Zanini, the yeah, we won't ask Tom. But anyway, uh, so let's go ahead and pick 
pick it up at the hospital where we see uh um i want to ask y'all yeah. both a question oh, oh I, I got something before we get to the hospital real quick hold on to your question I'm real quick old. all right so there's several different cuts of this film there is the uh producer's cut no not producer's cut there's a make made for tv cut uh which cuts oh, it's okay, terrible okay, it's okay, terrible okay. i watched it not the balls <laughs> the dog <laughs> what are you doing Cole? my goodness anyway that's on the audio man he's licking over here <laughs> what kind of dog is he he's a shit zone. come here come here come here Cole. all right for the camera there he is. look at that baby hey, but, all right anyway <laughs> so there is uh so there was a uh, at the uh at the get down co down at the at the house there was um there was a scene where they were bringing out the bodies and stuff and uh you see this reporter talking to dana carvey yep david Car dana carvey um there is uh that reporter had a bigger bigger role but they cut it i'm so glad you bring that up yeah, that reporter was supposed to have been uh uh so she uh so she over you can tell she's eavesdropping and she and she's the one to put out the story that Michael uh is dead to give people a false sense of you know whew, I'm glad that's over. You know but and then uh Michael Michael supposedly came up and uh killed her, jumped out of her car because you know, gave her a flat tire and jumped out of the car. Mm -hmm. Kill her, and that's how he ended up getting to the hospital. Um, is is by her car, but they cut all that, and so what it looks like is just him walking around the corner and says Haddonfield Hospital, you know, and he walks that way. But he yeah. was also in the nurse's car in the back seat. Was he? Uh, was he? In, no, he was walking, but he wasn't. No, I think that that was just a he reflection looked. from uh, her mirror that he was standing behind her car. Look like he's in the car. It does look that way, but he wasn't. It wasn't yeah, like, he he yeah, he had just got or did he get in her car? Well, how does he know where she lived? Like she, she uh because what happened, well, before you start talking about the news reporter, remember um downtown and Michael bumps into the guy with the boom box, which is uh Dick Warlock's son, by Dick the way. Warlock's son. You can hear when he He's about to bump to it and said, Lori Stroh has been taken to the uh, Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. And then he bumps into it. That's how he finds out where she is. Yeah. And that, but, but were you, so in your opinion, did Michael walk to the hospital or did he somehow get <laughs> back in her car and come to the hospital that way? I, I think, honestly, I think he, I think, well, the way that I seen the, the theatrical version, I think he did walk. Because well, because they said they had Field was really a small, small, small town, so it probably would took him no time to get from point A to point B. Honestly, because I don't think he knew where she was. I mean, common sense would have took her to the hospital, but not knowing for sure if they took her to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. Their only hospital though. Mm -hmm. And and so I think that was another confirmation for him to be like, oh, okay, I know where you are. Yeah. So, but that whole this thing, but go, go ahead, go back to the news report. I, I like that. But no, no, but no, that was my only thing about her. That's why she didn't show up anymore because she ended up getting killed by by Michael. But you know, they didn't show it. But we're getting to 
the hospital now. Oh yeah, we get into it. Oh, one more thing. Sorry, okay. one more thing. They actually recorded. They actually filmed that scene. No one's ever seen it. Rip Rosenthal said they actually did uh, record it, but they never put it in the film. John was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not it. We're not doing it." What scene? Uh, where the the news reporter gets killed. The flat tires, you know, the yeah. man, the, the drunk man in the truck. Which and, is Rick Rosenthal. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, he did the cameo as the drunk uh-huh. man in the truck. But, you know, but nobody seen this. Uh, like he said on the commentary track, but it just didn't. John essentially went in, essentially, and redid all of what Rick, like, not reshot everything, but he shot some more pickup stuff, you know, just to give it more blood and gore. But, yeah. Ooh, Lord, but you were talking about something which is true. John Carpenter was drunk when he came up with the whole sister thing, <laughs> which is which is a detriment to the series, in yeah. my opinion. Like, I think I, that I hate that. I didn't hate it back in the day, but now knowing what I know, I hate the whole family dynamic that he he goes after family members. Like mm. I, I don't like it. I mean. I, it is, I mean, it's his thing, I guess, but hey, I go after my family. <laughs> but I just, I don't like it. It just don't, it don't make a lot of sense to me when you watch the original film and you watch the sequels. Like, no, that's not, that's not the shape, you know? And it's just, I don't know, it, it took me out of it. But what really takes me out of this movie, though, DK honest, says that we're not live on YouTube. I think, not live on YouTube. I thought we were live on YouTube. I'm sorry, buddy. Well, Lord, have mercy. Um, I was going to ask y'all both a question uh, about the hospital staff. <laughs> you considered, I can look, compared to the first movie, the characters you actually cared when they died. Yeah. In this one, I'm like, just get it over with. You know, just like, I felt these were cookie cutter throwaway characters. Yeah. Maybe I, not Jimmy, but I have a major issue with Jimmy too. Oh, Lord. But I was wondering what y'all thought about the characters. Yeah, Michael attacks for no apparent reason. But yeah, uh, I was ready for him to go. Oh, okay. I guess I wasn't live on YouTube. No, but uh, I'm saving it. All right, DK. Hopefully, I am live now on YouTube. I'm sorry, but thought I did it. My bad. Where'd you go? Who me? Yep. Cash, you get live now. You went away. There you yeah, go. I was check, I was checking to see if uh, my YouTube it was showing that you're live. It just showed me a notification. We okay, cool, cool. All right, man, but, scared me. But yeah, no, <laughs> I agree with Brandon in it in this sense that a lot of the hospital characters were thrown away. A lot of them are actually from Rick Rosenthal's acting troupe, his acting class. Um, and uh, here, <laughs> there we go. All right, so um, so yeah. The a lot of the cast in this movie were were throwaways. <coughs> didn't I didn't I, I didn't really like Leo Rossi. It it didn't make sense to me that he was uh he's like clearly he's from like New York and New Jersey, but somehow he ended up in Hattonville as a you know, I guess that can happen, but still. Uh but it just doesn't he doesn't fit with everyone else there. But he was it's just that Rick wanted people that he can trust around him that would do work for him, and that's what he got. Um, uh, Gail, um, what's her name? 
Gloria, Gloria. Uh, Gloria, the nurse, uh, the light-skinned nurse, she's a charge nurse. Um, nurse, uh, nurse Age. Mrs. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. Yeah, um, she, yeah, she was uh, She was from his acting troupe. Pretty much all the, everybody that worked there worked like Rick knew prior. And he brought them in. Uh, then, But the crew all came back from the first film. Uh, but yeah, I think that all of the hospital people, with the exception of Jimmy. Jimmy, once kissed who is from uh, The Last Starfighter and uh, Jaws the Revenge. He is from Last Starfighter. Yeah. Oh, he is in Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. I didn't know. From, I have never seen He's the both. other Jaws films. But I just. Oh, yeah. I, got well, than that. Only thing, only other Jaws film I saw was the one where, uh, like, I think. Place, right? I, seen, I seen the one that had, uh, whichever one had Mel, uh, Mario Van Peebles in. That's Jaws 4. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I seen just his part. Doesn't he die? Uh, well, he, sorta. But in one version he does, and another version he doesn't. <laughs> kind of like Jimmy here. <laughs> kind of like Jimmy in the TV version of this movie. Jimmy lives. In this one, it's you don't it's know. It's, it's, it's ambiguous. Like Paul from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. You know what's so um, so funny <laughs> when, when um, the, there's a comic book that talks about the after effects of one and two. They have made a comic book. And where Jimmy had slipped and fell and hit his head, said Lori and his relationship got very toxic, got very bad because they ended up being bound to a wheelchair. And he started having, uh, it was epilepsy, started having seizures and stuff like that. And then Michael came back and killed him. And yeah, I got, yeah, I got to see you that. Those comics are crazy. So there's one story in the comics where uh, Lonnie, <laughs> Lonnie grows up the, uh, like messed up because that whole day when he ran into Michael Myers, it shook him for the rest of his life. You know, in the first film, you know, you know, uh, Loomis said to Lonnie, "Hey, Lonnie, Lonnie get, get your ass away, away from there." <laughs> you know, but uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, uh, in this film, uh, I want to talk about how the the deaths of these people. Like, in my opinion, my favorite death, if I had to name one of them, would be uh, obviously I say the hot tub death. The hot tub scene, uh, not for the nudity at all, but it's because I, it for it was always traumatizing for me as a as a kid watching that, uh, because of the whole ducking her ducking her head so many times and the way they cut it, it seems so they duck it, they cut, they they put more prosthetics on her and then they break they raise her up and that's a and that's a new scene. They duck what? it, cut. Raise up more prosthetics. So they they cut around it to make it seem like one continuous thing, but it's not. But it, but I love that scene. And yeah. Pamela Shoot like ended up getting an ear infection from that too. Jason uh, from Jason X. Oh well, very similar. I, <laughs> I, I, I never. So this is how I felt about Jason's and Jason X. Uh, just, 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 just because she becomes. He, he freezes her yeah. and then he takes her and then he bashes her head. That's yeah. Jason's accent. That's how Jason puts his punctuation mark on yeah. the kill. So, yes, that is the coolest <laughs> one. Wait, but, what was she like in Jason X? Yeah, yeah. But which one stuck with me the most? It'd be the Halloween 2 kill. It stuck with me because I thought about boiling skin, you know. Uh, and plus, the actress, uh, 
she uh she imp she uh improv she, she showed her boobs isn't it no no she improv <laughs> she improv and uh she improv and uh you know started kissing on dick warlock's hand yeah, that was all improv that was the improv and so dick uh, that threw him off he didn't know what to do about she that was, like, uh, she was licking dried up people's and, blood yeah he said he said in the uh commentary he says my hands were, were filthy and after the shoot i had to apologize to her i'm so i'm so sorry my hands were dirty <laughs> i didn't know you didn't do that they were dirty. Um, she got a real bad impact in that scene too, because the water was really cold. All right, we got a comment. When we get in the Scream Queen, Mrs. Harris on the podcast. Oh, um, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I would love to get her. Are we, are we gonna get her? <laughs> you gonna be asking me? Like, Do you I know, know her? it's not. She's actually not really hard to reach out. Hey. If KJ can make it happen for me, I appreciate it. But anyway, I, I will. I will do the work. Two fifty an hour. No, I'm just playing. No, um, like two dollars and fifty cents an hour. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, what was your favorite death? And then like, we'll go to KJ. Uh, my favorite death. Um, yeah, it's a thing. Jimmy's. <laughs> that was the that's like the weakest I've What's ever it? seen. It didn't even die though. Like I thought he just passed out. He has a coma. But you he don't know. He, he has a he has a concussion. He, I mean, you see everything Michael's going through, and you see what oh, Jimmy was his little head. I don't know. Best death, I would say the cop. Michael's. No. Oh, oh everything lit technically, up. Technically, shot in the eye and Technically, up. he did die. Yeah, he died. You can't survive. You get blown up. Yeah. And then he died smoke. from smoke inhalation. Yeah, I mean, I would say that was my favorite death. And, and the shot at the end with his face on fire, I'm like, yeah, he's dead. All right, got a comment? You would love to get her, but not on the podcast. Oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't. I'm Mary Spud. But uh, anyway, um, Anyway. He's lying through his teeth. I'm not. And I'm not showing him. Oh, 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 oh. That's my um Jared Leto impersonation. <laughs> but uh, anyway. Did you just say Leto? Yeah, Jay. <laughs> you know <laughs> really did that. But anyway, um your favorite death. If Walks could kill. Oh, my my favorite death. Mm. Mm. I'm going to have to say, uh, dang, that's a hard one. Either Nurse A, uh, Al, A, how do you say her name? Hot, chip, hot tub chick? No, no, Nurse Al, uh, Al, black woman. Oh, well, she, you don't even see her death. You just see either, the blood. Either I would love to see a scene between her and Michael, how that led up, because she's just li- li- really laying there just, with the IV and the blood draining out. Yeah, but I love the, like, the girl at the beginning in the house where he jumped up and took the knife. That girl, so I love that scene. I love that death. Uh, I do want to mention that. Like that scene, I, when I watched it again, I actually jumped. <laughs> you know, I knew that was going to happen. It just, it, it startled me. And uh, and the, and the I love the, how the blood splurted and, uh, and landed on her teeth. Just like it's just so like just to let you know it's a totally different type of film from the first one. But yeah, yeah. and her death was one of those uh that was that scene there 
was a um, pickup pickup scene because they added that uh, because originally after he steals the knife from the lady uh he uh no there's no more deaths until like i think he, he kills the uh lady uh the journalist i think that'll be the next death yeah uh but they added that so that he could kill her so then they cut the journalist scene so somehow between the lady they stabbed with the knife in their house to the hospital he lost the knife and end up picking up the uh, scalpel, and that became his weapon of choice for the rest of the film. And as I'm thinking about it, too, other than the the claw hammer, as I'm thinking about it, you know, from her being on the phone with uh, Nancy Loomis, who was on the phone with the girl before she got killed, talking about uh, and having on Orange, Orange Grove. She's right down the street. It just made me think about how Michael was still in that neighborhood. So he happened to be looking, seeing Lori get put into the ambulance. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just that it I was just really in thought about that. I'm like, that is very creepy. He still had his eyes on her and nobody knew, even though he just finished killing the girl and then came back and then yeah, it's the, it hadn't been too hadn't felt too small for me. The death small. though, her death, the uh, the random chick's death. Random chick. It just it makes no sense because it like everybody else's death, it was in pursuing in pursuing Lori. Mm-hmm. Her death had absolutely nothing other than if they made it where she kind of was dressed like Lori, mm-hmm. then he kills her and you think, oh man, shoot, that ain't her. I thought it was her. My bad. My bad. Um, <laughs> that would that'd be funny. But uh if they did that, you know, but there's no reason for him just killing her. So, like, it made no sense. Oh, you want me to go? Uh, I would say most of the deaths in this movie made no sense. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, it's just Michael stalking these his hospital staff when his real goal is Lori. I, I thought a lot of them could have been avoided. But then again, you wouldn't have had a slasher movie. You wouldn't have had a slasher movie. I was going to say that too. I'm like, well, he did have to kill everybody, so she wouldn't have no adult, uh, uh, what's it called, uh, supervision. We got to talk about that too. Yeah. Oh. This is what I got to talk about real quick. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Real quick. I don't know if you read, I don't know if you've seen that um, fan film they made um, talking with some, or talking to the people. Who were in Haddonfield had experienced the um, Michael Myers murders. I got. I don't think you've seen that. I might have to send link to send that link to you. Um, they were talking about that girl's death. Basically, it's kind of like a documentary of the Halloween murders, like they actually existed and stuff like that, and theories and all that. I got to send it to you. But um, a guy was doing a um, an interview and said that when he killed the girl, that was a way for him to rest his wounds. Before he went out, so that's why he went into that girl's house, killed her because she knew she was she was alone, and he needed a place where he can rest his wounds before he went out and stopped Lord. So, and, do you feel that as uh, no, I was about to say Jason because it's very similar? <laughs> do you feel as Michael kills people, it gives him more energy and makes him like like almost like superhuman by by the death. So that's what this. Uh, uh, Sawin or Sam Sam Hain mm-hmm. thing is, I guess, is what they're saying. The more 
he kills people, the stronger he gets. And and is that did you get that? I didn't think about that. I mean, that's what it no, also I, makes I, sense. I, I, I've thought about that trailer, but that's like, has it been like a theory? I mean, I haven't really heard that before the new movie. I don't. I, I didn't. But it but, makes sense. I will say that. But you're more the Michael fan. Yeah, but you pay more attention to yeah. more details than I do. Yeah, I'm more Jason. But oh, yeah. you're more Jason, ain't you? Oh yeah, definitely. yeah. We Michael, we Michael gang over here. Yeah, we gang, yeah. gang. That's Michael. Yeah. But uh, but real, real, I want to mention real quick, uh, um, Lori Strode. So I felt she was so useless in this film. In my opinion, I hate to say it, and she, uh, she's a major star, but they didn't. She had no like little to no dialogue in this film. Yeah, uh, and and for the most part, she was essentially bedridden, and or couldn't move. And it's because they cut it out. But there was several scenes where they, they like they given her. More and more, uh, like uh, dopamine or whatever. Not dope. What I don't know the drugs. They gave her some <laughs> dopamine's in your brain. <laughs> they gave her more and more drugs to kind of chill her out, right? Um, that, diazepam, diazepam, something like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, they gave her more of those, but they did so, and uh, she uh, essentially became a vegetable. At one point in the movie. She literally fell asleep in the room, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, come on, Lori, come on." What that she her body went into shock or something like that? Because yeah, yeah, your body will go into shock if you get that much medicine. But she kept freaking out at certain points of the film where they were like, "All right, we're gonna have to." Yeah, that's what it say. But they cut that. They cut a lot of that out. Where like, and they didn't explain that uh, when the lights went out. There's a scene where they where Michael cuts the light, cuts the power. And then they say, "Oh, that's all right. We're working on a backup generator." But uh, you know, so that's why you know it. But they didn't really discuss that, so it just looks like they're working in the dark, which, you know, <laughs> I guess it's in the hospital. But also, it makes sense the hospital isn't as busy because it's a skeleton crew. It's the night shift. Yeah, you know, it's like she was the only patient, though. Yeah, it does feel like she's the only patient. Yeah, but there's the kid with the. Um, Razor blade. He went home. He went home. And then Nurse Jill got scared when Michael's this close to getting Lori, and that uh, uh what uh, the alarm went off when somebody's in bed. They clicked the alarm. Remember she went down the hall and he found her room. So she said, "What if one of the kids start to cry?" So apparently they had a bunch of kids. They had babies. There's some babies. Yeah, they had babies. Yeah, yeah they so, were babies. Nobody's watching the babies. Oh, the hospital blew up. The babies are dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just thought about that. Maybe it's not on the same floor. They should. Somebody should rescue those children. <laughs> oh my gosh! It just got dark. I did not think about that. Ooh. Nobody did. The babies. There's nobody. There's no more staff to go and see about these children left in that NICU or whatever in in the, in the uh, baby unit. That's terrible. They yeah. should have. Oh man. That's why his body count is so high. <laughs> Rick Rosenthal. <laughs> nobody has anybody ever mentioned this. Or did, did we just stumble on this? Oh, is this the first time that people even mentioned the babies? First time I've heard about it. See? Yeah. This hey. is a place for this. Nobody has ever thought about what about the children? Michael didn't care about them kids. <laughs> Obviously not. Well then well, Loomis. Technically, he didn't is, kill it was him. Loomis. Loomis. <laughs> Loomis. Loomis blew it up. <laughs> hey, uh, here we go. 
Hey, Mark Out Podcast, and yes, hey, Ace Arcadia, he is one of our uh, guys that pop in every week. Appreciate you being with us. What's up? Uh, but yeah, um, oh, these babies just died. There's a lot of dead babies in this movie. Yeah. That we, nobody hey, I'm about to do a lot of movie, so don't be alarmed. I'm getting that. Uh, Go ahead. Keep talking. Go for it, man, I guess. Whatever you got to do in life, man. But, uh, but yeah, so th- that scene with uh, the nurse Anne, is that her name? The lady that was with the blood leaking from her arm? I think so. Well, Michael had time to actually do a proper. Okay, first off. Think about it. But, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Michael had time to do a proper. You know how hard it is to find a vein? Michael found the vein and put the tube in to let it leak on the floor. Michael had time to do that. Do we think, do we actually think Michael could do this? I don't think Michael can spell his name. No. <laughs> I don't think Michael can write Sam, Sam Haynes on one. The only that thing he knows how to do is drive. I don't think, I, I don't think Michael, why would you draw a picture of a mama and daddy and children and then stab knife on the chest? Michael ain't got time to be doing coloring. Or was that just already on the pitch the desk? And he's like, well, boom. Not that Why Mike, it makes no sense. These makes no sense. I, I don't think, no, I don't think Michael knows how to properly uh, get, insert, get vain. Get, no, no, no. Get blood. Well, if you watch Curse, then he had help. <laughs> this is true. This is true. It's, it, okay. That's how you can explain it away. He had help. I don't know what's going on with okay, yeah, Jay. But anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, I see what Joker says. This Michael didn't care about kids. There was one who did. Eh, not technically, I guess. No, I don't think that there was Michael that ever really did care about kids. Jason, on the other hand, never killed the children at Crystal Lake. He, he walked past the uh, cabin. And he's the only one, only man. Only slasher icon that wouldn't attack the kids. That's why he's the best. Even Freddy, yes, he started out. He's man, I'm okay. I'm gonna. I'm the original killer. Jason got heart, man. Jason got heart. Yeah, you got got maggots too. Anyway, uh, until part six, okay. That's uh, Jason I care about. Anyway, uh, but Michael. Yeah, so Michael does a lot of kills here. And doesn't doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, like the uh, syringe in the eye of the doctor, and he turns him around to face the fish tank, but the fish tank also somehow there's still electricity for the fish tank. Okay, anyway, um, he kills the doctor with the syringe in the eye. He uh, then he kills the old girl with the uh, area and. and uh, Embolism, embolism. the word? I'm, I'm messing words. Embolism. Help me. Let's just the go. Syringe. Help me. The syringe. Yeah, yeah, the syringe, which was a really cool effect. Uh, the lady hit her head when she fell. Uh, so tragic. Did it yes, she did. You didn't break. <laughs> Who did it? When did Mike? When did Jason do it? In the head. Um, a I, syringe. I was it a syringe? I want to say it was. I know there was a screwdriver in part two. Jason, Jason always, Jason did that better. Okay, <laughs> he is 
Michael is emulating Jason in this one. We know this. Uh, Technically, he wouldn't be. He says, uh, Freddie is the best. Oh, Lord. I like Freddie, but Michael's my dude. And then Ace says, Michael might have been an idiot savant with, <laughs> with a killing problem. I agree. He's like autistic. And uh, no, no problem. No, no offense. If they actually, to. somebody here did bring that up one time about Michael maybe autistic. Hmm. I ain't, I ain't, I don't want to get nobody mad at me. But anyway. No, I don't believe Michael's autistic one bit. You, what, what if he's like, I don't. He, what if he's Brandon, like super good at killing that? people? Like, if you, if, like, so that, so the Halloween book, uh, Michael essentially in the nurse, in the, in the, uh, it was, it, okay, he had to drink. But, uh, no, 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 it's, it's juice. It's juice. It's like, oh, gin and juice. But anyway, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, your church is going to see this one now, KJ. That's funny. But uh, um, Michael, in the in the novel of uh, the novelization of Halloween, the original, um, he actually tried to murder more people in the Smith's Grove Sanitarium. Uh, but, he didn't, but, but he didn't uh, successfully, you know, he got really close to some people and he spoke still to Loomis the whole time and he was kind of smug and stuff. They replaced this young Michael in this movie with a different Michael. Uh, when when he turns around with the little bow cut and he's staring at Lori, because young Lori, you know that little dream sequence. That's right. Yeah. Also, John stole that whole "I'm your brother" type of stuff from uh, from uh, Star Wars. Because you know why not steal from that, right? They always compare Star Wars movies to the Halloween movies. Star, <laughs> when did Star? When was the um your did it happen afterwards? I don't know the years of Star Wars, but you really think John watched Star Wars? Like, oh, I, that was nice. I heard that before. I don't know how true that is. So, Empire Strikes Back. I find it hard to believe, but but you know, it's a nice little theory. Is it Empire Strikes Back? When did Luke lose his hand? Empire Strikes Back, right? Maybe I, I'm pretty sure uh, I guess somebody that says it. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which one's true? What I said, Ace? Aaron wants to be right. <laughs> I think it's right. Uh, Look, I'm right. In this. Star Wars Empire Strikes Back came out in 80. Yes. John took that from. He took that, yeah, Empire, yeah, he said, yep, yep, Empire is, is it, yep, so uh, uh, John Carpenter, he, he tried to act like he came up with that, but he didn't, he stole that from uh, George Lucas, and so he gave he gave that little See, spin. Here's why I don't think it's true, he was it, drunk. Man, because <laughs> he's probably drunk at home, he didn't say all this, he's probably drunk at home watching a Watching the copy of Empire Strikes Back, and he's he like, drunk. "Let's go ahead and make Laurie and Michael brothers and sisters." That's what. There he you was go. Probably drunk, probably on cocaine. No telling what that man was doing. Probably. Hey, John. He, said he was he was drinking a whole uh, two kegs of a Budweiser at the time. Budweiser. Yeah. yeah. So he, was he he knows good and well. He stole that from George Lucas. I love John Carpenter, but facts is facts. He's out of fact, though. It is fact. He said it once. I, like, he, he literally said it. Brandon, he did. But he doesn't say it now. He mentioned it once. That's why I hung on to it. I remember him saying that. 
and made sense. And I was like, okay, that makes so much sense. He did, Brandon. I ha I have to back Aaron. Oh, he did. He did. We know this movie. He did it. Look, you the Jason boy. We the Mike boys. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I don't think John Carpenter stole this from Star Wars. Oh, no, he did. I'm gonna pull Kramer. He did. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So with that, so Lori. Now we start the whole Lori is your sister type of thing, and um, and the final the final kills is that blind nurse, and he lifts her up. Is a reverse of what he did to Bob or Bill or whoever that kid, guy was that he hung up on the wall in the first one. Uh, feel like his name's Bob. Bill. Garrett. No, no, no. In the first film, when Michael pinned the guy to the wall, Bob. Bob. Yeah, dead Bob. Anyway. Dead Bob. Yeah, so he, so that, the with the scene with the nurse is a reverse of that. Instead of, you know, he's showing that he has the strength to lift her off her feet with a scalpel. Uh, and uh, and she died because she's weak with everybody's dying. Though. But how would you die from that, man? Like, what he what he punctured your spleen? His whole hand in her. Does he like a puppet? I guess so. And then there's that dumb police officer that was like, "Oh, let me check the body." <laughs> that guy. Which one? They, they reshot that for the uh, made for TV version. In the in the made for TV version. Uh, Michael stands up and uh, uh him in Murphy? The back. Murphy, I guess nobody cares. He died, no one really cares about half of the, the people that he kills. True. I mean, but they just there for the body count. So, when did Lori become an expert, expert marksmanship marksman? Was able to like literally shoot Michael in both his eyes. I think it was out of fear. That was, some, that was some good shooting. That was good. At, that was some good shooting because I think she wanted him dead. What well, being the Lori shoes, all that mess in one night. Mm -mm. I think she was right. She said, or maybe she did it on accident and actually scored. Hmm. Well, because you know, in fear, you actually do a lot of stuff in fear that you think you can't do. So I feel like she. Did it out of fear and quickness because Michael was right up on her. Yeah, Michael was coming for it, but then like uh, Loomis, uh, Loomis, Loomis gets uh, stabbed, uh, and then like he starts doing that thing with the oxygen tanks, and um, and then I love the sound design in there with the, shh, and then the him slashing with the scalpel. Uh, I, I, it was very memorable to me. I do remember this movie before watching the original Halloween. Um, and the scene that I remember the most is that scene where him like slashing about with his eyes covered. I and remember that. That, that was more. Uh, human, that was the more humanistic side of him too, because you can tell he was in pain then. Yeah. Was in pain. Yeah. He got shot in the eyeballs. Yeah, he was mad as hell. Mad as hell. I don't know, I don't know how the man's still alive. He no. literally got shot in the eyes. That bullets don't stop. Bullets don't stop when it goes into your eyes. You know how much fleshy stuff is after that. He would have had brain. He would have just did this and just like, <laughs> like. But this is a movie. 
Yeah, you can't have logic here, man. <laughs> it's true. This is true. You're right. Why am I even thinking like that? Um, but uh, all right, let's see. Well, uh, Ace says, "Yeah, police officer was terrible. Who does that? Yeah, who checks the body of like?" And then Loomis is literally saying, "No, don't check the body. Let him die. He's still breathing." Let's talk about how crazy. Real quick, let's talk about how crazy Loomis got in this movie. Go ahead. Like, do you feel like, like, like he was like turned up to like twenty in this film? Like, like not as crazy as in four. In four, the dude was nuts at that point. But I think in five he was gone. But but in this movie, I think Loomis, Loomis, like, like the dude's like, I've been, I've been uh, trick or treated to death, and he said, you don't know what death is, and he runs off into darkness. (laughs) Yeah. He, he turns the little bald head turns and runs off um into the into the night but uh but yeah i love but honestly lewis is the saving force in this film like every time he's on every time donald pleasance is on screen he like soaks it in man and uh, he pulls you in I, in my opinion i mean how could you disagree with lewis being the savior of this movie or even this franchise for the majority of ah, no logic no logic you're right yeah you throw it out the window but uh kind of like the friday the 13th timeline there's no logic yeah but um but yeah so the uh the idea of like loomis was great in this film now yes uh so your thoughts kj on the ending of this movie today we can't have silence because this is also going to be on the radio on the it's going to be on the radio not the radio we made it to the radio people, all right people, people be listening to this in the car I'm trying to find the right answer to say brand go to brandon come back to me because i have to brandon. Oh, when i think about the ending I, I mean i love the ending in in itself i loved everything about the ending except for the jimmy aspect him slipping and bumping his little head and Dead in his car, I guess. Yeah, I was just, yeah, come on, man. How are you just going to leave the dude with a concussion, by the way? Yeah, I mean, I love the fact scream when she sees Loomis. But after he goes in, she can scream, help me! Yeah, that is, that was terrible. Like, what happened? Like, literally, you ran out of the hospital door once, like, Michael, like, the whole elevator stuff was great. Uh, but then, like, when the other elevator door opened, she was like, bye, and she was gone, and she ran out, and she got in the car, and then all of a sudden, when she got out of the car, she's like, I can't move my legs no more. But in the uh, in the TV version, so Bobby, uh, Jimmy, never gets in the car, and she just leaves the car and tries to run back into the hospital when she sees Loomis you know, going to the hospital. That's what happened on TV version. So... I honestly thought I think I seen the TV version before I saw this movie, the uh, theatrical version when I was a kid. Because not until later on in my life I realized the whole stuff with Bobby, uh, Jimmy getting in the car. But yeah, uh, but in the end of the the, the TV version, Jimmy does a raise up like Michael, and the covers come off his head, and it's just Jimmy. And he's like, "Oh yeah, we survived. We live." And they hold hands and go off into the dust. The now. I wish they would have kept that. I like that ending because right. it gives you a sense that everything's over. Okay, okay. I Bill for the Hobbit. What's up, bro? How you doing? I, 
I like we got that. we got fans, man. Anyway, I'm glad I got you okay. ahead, man. I know. Hey, I love both of them. And then also uh, <laughs> Joker, Joker as well. But uh, but and yeah. marked out for the two fans we have. <laughs> Maybe two to three, man. I do mark out for them. But uh, but anyway, plus on Facebook, uh, my cousin Devon, he watches every week, and I appreciate that. And everybody, what's else. up, Devon? But uh, but yeah, real quick. Uh, so what did you, you think? You, you said you said you wanted you wish that he would have lived, right? Yeah, I feel like they they would have kept the ending. I mean, yeah, I would. I feel like they would have kept that ending where they were both in the truck. I mean, ambulance, and I like that. I like. I always like that part. I always thought that he was the daddy of uh, Lori's son and uh, John. I guess in H two O. H two O. I always felt that that's uh, his, uh, that that was the daddy. Yeah, that's uh, that's Jamie Lloyd daddy. See, they. Uh, this is my okay. I'm gonna throw this out here real quick. Well, let me tell you how I feel about the end. I think that um, I always was sad to see Michael die. It, it like if this was the conclusion. I always was sad to see that he died in this because I actually like the character of Michael Myers. And so, like the ending with his mass melting, I always thought, yes, I am. <laughs> the ending with his mass melting, it just it just made me down because I wanted him to live. Uh, but anyway, um, but I always had this theory. This is my theory. So Jamie, uh, not Jamie, but uh, Lori gave birth to uh, Jamie, but gave her up for adoption because she couldn't handle it. And she left uh, after, and then somehow she gave birth to uh, John. And um, she would have had them, she would have had to have them back to back. Yeah, I think she probably would have had John before Jamie, I guess, because he, I don't know. Well, I guess Jamie Stroh, Jamie w- would have been uh, older than uh, Lori. Uh, let's no, see, yeah, because John. Let's see, Halloween 78, Halloween 2 and 1 78, by 1990, not 1998, when H2O came out, she would have been 20, and she got killed in, when she was 17. 17. Oh, we got some comments. I got to bring them up real quick. It seems like Loomis went up against stuff or people like Michael before. Yeah, I guess it, it does seem that way. Like, uh, I've seen this before. Um, uh, do y'all think Loomis should have uh, had his own spinoff or origin story told? I actually think he should, should still have that. Uh, I think I he should, it would be nice for him to have his own film. Yeah, I agree. Leading up to that night. I agree. I'd love to see him yeah, deal with nice. Michael uh, in. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how the audience would react to a, you know, Michael West killing. Or it could unless it he could is sit, killing people in the asylum. In the asylum, and him and him trying to discover it's him. But he would be know. a child. So I don't know how the audience would actually feel. I don't know how you Halloween marks feel about a kid killing other. You know, well, we get, we got it with zombie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. seriously. I like, we, really? we're, we're not going to go there yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, all right, let's go ahead and give our uh, markouts for th- this film. Uh, so, because we went over an hour. All right. Um, yes, sir. I'm going to give this movie, uh, uh, three and a half markouts out of five. Uh, I think that it it was it was a, a great entry, 
but it wasn't the best entry in the film. Uh, I love uh, I love what Dick Warlock brought to the role of Michael. Yeah. Uh, but also, also I, I don't love what they did with Jane, with Jamie Lee Curtis or Laurie Strode in this film. And um, some of the a lot of the deaths were kind of precursors to what we see later on in the series. But uh, I don't think Dick was the strongest Michael. I still give that to James Jude Courtney. I think he's the best Michael, in my opinion. In my opinion, I love Nick. I think James Jude is the best Michael. Yeah. In my opinion. But go ahead. All right, me, I'll give it a three out of five. Uh, like, the first act is phenomenal. But for me, when, once you get to the hospital, it just it hits a wall for me. <laughs> and, and I, but I'm not the biggest fan of, like, hospital. I feel like you're, you're hindered there, and you can't. you got chains on. And it just it didn't work as well for me. Uh, but I still think it's an enjoyable slasher movie and enjoyable Halloween picture and you know it just wasn't as an enjoyable experience as the original Halloween. All right. KJ. I I I'm I like I'm one of them true true heart die fans of the Halloween series. I give it a four. Um but I think the only thing that kind of lacked from it is I wish Jamie Jamie and Jimmy got a little bit more um dialogue. Because I, I, you know, because you can tell they were trying to give Laurie a little love interest, you know, a little something, something. I feel like he's a wasted character. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I like his character, but I feel like he should have had more him and Jamie or uh, Jimmy and Laurie should have had a lot more dialogue together. And Loki, I also think that Michael didn't get a lot of um, dialogue in him either. I feel like he would have got more even in the first one. So, but I give it four out of five. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, that concludes Halloween four, uh, three, two. Two. Oh, two. two. I'm jumping. I'm jumping the gun. Halloween two. Next week, uh, we'll be doing Halloween three, Season of the Witch, which is not technically, uh, is no, no Michael Myers in there. So if you're tuning in next week to see Michael, you won't see Michael. But you get to see Tom Atkins. You get to see my man Tom Atkins. I would love to have Tom on the show. Uh, yeah, uh, Tom's great. Um, my, my dude right here is Matt Tom Atkins. He says that he was uh, uh, a great guy. And I love. Yeah. And next week I'm going to ask you more about who he was and, uh, or who he is. Rather. He still was this. <laughs> uh, and um, like what it was like to meet him. So, um, But, yeah, um, any final thoughts, KJ? I'm good. I'm All good. right, Brandon. Yeah, I got a final thought for KJ. You're, what What are you expecting with Halloween Kills? Woo! I am expecting a lot. I know they're bringing Lonnie back. I oh, don't tell him too much. Wait, you didn't hear about that? I'm trying my best to avoid the trailer. You should see me at the movies. I'm like, oh Lord, I'm trying to look around and, but yeah, that's fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah I know that you're expecting a lot. We'll leave it at that. All right. Me too. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm speaking a lot. Um, but, you know, I love Halloween 2018. So yep. I don't have a reason that I'm not. I don't see a reason why I wouldn't enjoy this one. Um, so, um, yeah. Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. And Carrington Jackson. 
Uh, we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. We thank you for joining us on this episode. Thank you for marking out with us. We'll see you next week, following three season of The Witch. <laughs>